Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 025-HAVE-MERCY. Wake up call 025, have mercy. I want to go to Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 46, and read a miracle account of who once was blind Bartimaeus. I say once was because now he's no longer blind. He's just Bartimaeus. But I want to read the testimony of blind Bartimaeus, how he encounters Jesus in this wake up call. So first and foremost, thank you for watching. If you're watching on Facebook, Instagram, and now YouTube, You can just search my name and find my YouTube channel. And then also, if you're listening on the Faith for My Generation podcast, I appreciate you listening. A lot of y'all have reached out, uh, some personally, uh, in person that I know here in town, and then also uh, via DM and things like that. I appreciate you listening. It really does mean a lot to me when you let me know. So I'm thankful for that. And I pray this wake-up call, as well as all the other um, messages, content that I put out, that it's a blessing to you. That's my whole purpose, is for me and you to grow in the things of God. All right, Mark chapter 10, verse 46. I'm going to read the passage of Scripture here, verses 46 through 52. And then I just want to go through a couple points that I can see um, in the process of Bartimaeus receiving his healing for his blind eyes. Mark chapter 10, verse 46, it says this, Now they came to Jericho, and as he, Jesus, went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. There's a couple of things here that I can see in just studying through, through this passage of this testimony of Bartimaeus. The first thing I want you to see is this. One, I just, I just love this point. Wherever Jesus was, there was a multitude. And I want you to be encouraged. Uh, depending on where you're at, some t- uh, where I live here in Lawrence, South Carolina, southeast of the United States of America, but I'm in the west, uh, we've got a lot of international listeners. So maybe it's different for your country or your culture in your country. But sometimes in Western world, westernized thinking influences Christian people. And some people think that like Christianity is a small struggling thing 
or that, you know, it's always going to be a few amount of people or churches will never be a big thing or what Christians do always have to be a small thing or it, it can't be done with excellence. The reality is wherever Jesus is, a multitude will gather. Now, there's going to be some people that gather because they don't like what Jesus is doing. Even in his life when he walked physically on the earth, there were people that followed him, but not because they loved him. The Pharisees, Sadducees, they constantly were trying to catch him in saying something wrong, test him, try him, so that they could have something against him, and they never could get anything against Jesus. But a lot of people that followed Jesus loved him, loved him dearly, and followed them, followed him with their life. I just think that's important to know. The God that you serve is a God of big things. He's a God of excellence. He's a God of, he is the God of getting things done and doing them well. So here Jesus is in classic fashion, surrounded by his followers and a great multitude. Okay, so then we come up to this particular man. I want you to know this. The word of God and the gospel is a personal revelation and reality. Blind Bartimaeus got from Jesus what he wanted. It's like that old time song, I got just what I wanted from the Lord. He got just what he wanted from the Lord because faith is a personal interaction and interchange with God. Blind Bartimaeus, and I, I, I always feel funny saying blind Bartimaeus because that's, what he, that's who he was no longer now. I believe in, and he's now seated in heaven and his name tag says Bartimaeus. No blind in front of it. So here's Bartimaeus. He's sitting on the roadside. He is begging. Of course, that's about all he could do at this point in time and day and age. There's no helps for him uh, as far as having a blindness. That you know, that's in a day and age where you make your living through agriculture and raising livestock and very manual manual labor intensive trades and skills. Verse forty seven says this: When he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I want you to notice this. He calls him Jesus, but then he calls him son of David. Now, you might think, well, why is that important? Why would you highlight that? Well, blind Bartimaeus, <laughs> there I go again. Bartimaeus, he knew Jesus not just naturally as Jesus or Jesus of Nazareth or Jesus, the son of Joseph and Mary or Jesus, the teacher, he called out by faith, son of David. Isaiah 9 and Isaiah 11. In fact, Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 is a verse that we read a lot. A passage we read a lot during Christmas time. His name shall be called. Wonderful counselor, everlasting father, mighty God, prince of peace. And upon his shoulders shall the government rest. Uh, Isaiah 11, 1 says, out of Jesse will spring forth a branch, the throne of David. Jeremiah, by the Spirit of the Lord, he prophesies also. Jeremiah 23, 25, and 26. In those days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall be safe, and they shall call his name Jehovah Sakunu, the Lord God our righteousness. But it says, out of the stem of Jesse, out of the branch of David, will come the, uh, the Lord that is righteous, the Lord our righteousness. And it is prophesying, Isaiah and Jeremiah, by the Spirit, were prophesying of Jesus. So Bartimaeus, he calls out not just Jesus, natural's name, Jesus, which of course means God is our salvation, but you understand Jesus would be very much the same as like the name Joshua. 
Joshua means the Lord is our salvation. So he calls out his Jesus by his name, Jesus, that the angel told Mary and Joseph to name him. But then he calls him by his prophetic name, Son of David. Why is that important? Because this multitude that was following Jesus, a lot of them were following to see if he really was who he says he was. And this Jesus guy, he performs some miracles. He raises dead people from the dead. That's really cool. He casts out devils. That's interesting to watch. Is he really who he says he is? He says he's the Son of God. He says he's the Messiah. He says he is the one that we're waiting on as a people and a nation. And Bartimaeus says, I believe you are who you say you are. And how does he, how does he say that? He calls him Son of David. He calls him by a messianic title. It's just a theological phrase for he knew Jesus to be exactly who Jesus said he was, which was not just a miracle worker or a teacher, but God himself, the Son of God that came to save. And so he cries out, have mercy on me. Now, what I love about this, uh, Psalm 62, 12, this is the nature of God. He's crying out, have mercy. So that's a very general thing, but it's the nature of the Lord to have mercy. You know, some people think that the Lord is hard. He's not. He is, he is just. He is righteous. He is holy. He is direct. He is truthful. He is honest. But he's also merciful. Psalm 62 Verse 12, I'll start at verse 11. It says this, God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy. And you render or give to or reward to each one according to his work. You reward each one according to his work. You reward each one according to his work. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, For it is impossible to please God without faith, for you must believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So Bartimaeus is calling out, Son of David, have mercy on me. He knows, one, Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are, the Messiah. And I'm also asking that you would have mercy on me because it's your nature. Because if you are the Messiah, then I know by the Psalms that you give unto men mercy. Not only does power belong to you, but mercy belongs to you. And that's important for you to understand. Read through the Gospels. I've been doing some reading. If, if you have a TikTok and you would like to follow me, it's the AJ Bible on TikTok. And I've been doing some daily readings, just reading through the Gospels, just getting on there and just reading. A lot of interesting comments. I've been called a lot of new names I've never been called before, <laughs> but it's fun. It's interesting. I enjoy it. Uh, and so I just get on there and read the just read just read from the Bible and read through the Gospels. Read out loud. It's 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 good to practice that. I think too, reading out loud because then not only are you seeing it and thinking it, you're hearing it. But so many times you see Jesus, it says something along the lines of, "And he was moved with compassion." A lot of people, a lot of Christians rather, they know that God can, but they don't know if he will. I, I don't know if I've ever ran across a Christian that would actually say, I do not believe God can actually heal. I don't believe God can provide. I don't believe God can save people. I don't believe that God actually has the power to do something he's promised, give people peace, sustain people. Strengthen marriages, save children that have wayward children. 
I've never really come across a Christian that that I can't think of any Christian that has ever told me they don't believe that God can't do something. No, it's always the opposite. Oh, I, I know God can do it. I know He can do it. The question that many people, many Christians come to that they have to wrestle with, and they're going to have to get it straight according to the Word, is this. Do you believe that God wants to? Do you believe that God's merciful? Because it comes down to that, doesn't it? If you believe God can, but you don't know if He will, then you'll never have it in your life. We receive by faith. Bartimaeus received by faith. Jesus told him in verse 52, Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has saved you is the literal translation, interpretation of it, not translation, excuse me, the literal interpretation. Your faith has saved you because you believed that I'm the son of David and you've asked, you've received what you've asked for and it's brought salvation to you. It's brought healing to you. And so you can't just believe that God can. You've also got to know that not only does all power belong to God, Psalm 62, 11, but you also, mercy belongs to you. So blind Bartimaeus, he calls out, have mercy on me. Now notice this. What does Jesus do? Or excuse me, before we get there, let's see what the crowd does. Verse 48, then many warned him to be quiet. Notice that. This multitude that is following Jesus, they all turn to Bartimaeus and basically, Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus, Shut up. Shut up. Many warned him to be quiet. That's a very polite way of saying they told him to be quiet, shut up, shut your mouth, quit bothering him, let him alone. But what did Bartimaeus do? When they told him to be quiet, did he listen? No. He cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. He cried out all the more. Notice the crowd told him to be quiet, but Bartimaeus cried out even louder. Faith does not consider the opinions of the crowd. Faith in God does not stop to listen to the opinions of or suggestions of the crowd. Faith knows that God's word has promised and that God's word is sure. And I will receive from God and I'll not be detoured by the commentary, opinions, or bad advice of the crowd. I'll receive from God. That's what faith does. He cried out all the more. Faith causes you to cry out all the more. And so what happens, verse 49, Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Thank goodness that Bartimaeus called out again. What if Bartimaeus, think about it, what if Bartimaeus called out one time, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The crowd tells him to shut up and he actually listens. What if he actually listened to their bad advice? What if, what if he actually listened to their doubt and their unbelief? What if he actually stopped crying out? Well, even today he would still be blind Bartimaeus. Psalms 145 verse 8 says this, The Lord is gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. 
Jesus stopped. Jesus always hears the cry of faith. Mark Mark 10, 49, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Jesus always hears the cry of faith. Jesus always hears the voice of faith. Jesus always hears the plea of faith. Then they called to the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. Notice that. The same crowd in verse 48 that told him to shut up. In verse 49, saying, all right, Bartimaeus, hey, hey, look at there. He's calling. He actually wants to talk to you. Wow, what a, isn't that crazy? No, not at all. Bartimaeus had faith to cry out. Bartimaeus had faith to call Jesus son of David, call him by who he really was, by the Spirit. He had faith in who Jesus said he was, and he cried out, not because people encouraged him, rather they discouraged him, but he refused to allow the discouragement of the voices of the crowd to stop him. And now the same crowd that told him to shut up is now saying, all right, yeah, hey, look, Jesus wants to talk to you. This is why you cannot have the fear of man live in your heart. Jesus said that he did not care whether men loved him or not. It says in John chapter 5, because he knew what was in the heart of man. The heart of man, the unsaved, unregenerated heart of man is constantly going wishy-washy, back and forth, in and out. It changes day to day, right? Today you may be the world's hero. Say one wrong thing. Say something they don't like. Tomorrow you'll be be the the world's devil. (laughs) Today they'll love you. Tomorrow they'll hate you. You know, and that's just natural knowledge. I've read that when the Caesar, when there would be a new Caesar in the Roman Empire, or, or whenever he would come back from battle victorious, the Caesar would be in his chariot going through the parade of victory. They just won a battle, conquered a new land, and there would be a man to him to his side saying, um, uh, glory is fleeting, or some, a phrase something like that. Glory is fleeting. In other words, what they're saying to you right now will be gone in just a moment. As soon as the breath leaves their lips, they very well could change their mind and their opinion. And that's just what people do. Don't allow your life to be tic- dictated by the opinions of people. Make sure your life is founded and, and rest sure upon the Word of God. Now, Jesus calls for Bartimaeus, and verse 50 it says, And Bartimaeus threw aside his garment. He rose and came to Jesus. Why did he throw off his garment? Maybe you've read this before and you ask, maybe you've never noticed it till I said it. Why did he throw off his garment? Why did he take off his outer coat, his outer cloak? He had a cloak that designated that he was a beggar. Uh, It verified that he wasn't just a bum, that he was actually a beggar, that he's blind. He can't can't earn a living for himself in that day and age. And he he had a, a cloak that he probably used to maybe even take it off, spread it out on the roadside so that people could put in alms and give to him so he could at least have some money to to purchase food and, and have a very meager existence, but an existence nonetheless. But when Jesus told him, hey, come here, he threw off that beggar's cloak. He threw off that beggar's garment. That was an act of faith. Bartimaeus 
showed that he had faith in Jesus. Why did he throw off the beggar's garment that, was, that gave him the ability to pr- produce an income in that day and age, though he were blind? A verified, I, I, I am allowed to beg here. Why did he throw that off? Because he didn't need it anymore. Because he knew that if he stood before Jesus, his need would be met. You have to get settled in your heart that if you're living with God, you're in his presence, you're walking with God, your needs shall be met. Your needs already met. You just receive it by faith. He threw aside that garment. You know, that comes down to an identity thing as well. He refused. I'm not going to identify anymore as a beggar. He, he, before he even received his healing, he threw off the old identity. He threw off the old cloak. Don't need it anymore. Verse 51, so Jesus answered, said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Now notice, Bartimaeus has a broad request. Have mercy on me. Well, and how so? Now you might think, well, of course Jesus knows he's blind. He can see he's blind. Obviously, if a blind man is running from one place to another, you can see he's going to, you know, it's probably not going to be a straight line. Not making fun, not poking fun at all, but just naturally speaking, if he can't see, he's going to be groping and and trying to make his way to Jesus. It's not like he's just going to stand up and walk over there. So why does Jesus ask him, what do you want me to do? Jesus can see that he's blind. He's got a beggar's cloak. He knows he's blind. Why does Jesus ask Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Faith must have a specific request attached to it. You have to know what you desire of God. Matthew 7, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. You ask what you desire of God and then you get what you ask for. You know, some people have, don't, they have prayers that have went unanswered because they've never actually prayed them. They've thought them, they've said them, but they've never went before God. I don't know why God won't answer my prayer. Some people actually haven't gotten before the God and asked, just simply boldly asked, petitioned God. But Bartimaeus did. The blind man said to him, that I may receive my sight. I want to see Jesus. That's the mercy. That's the, that is the place. That's the bullseye for your mercy, God. <laughs> right here, my eyes. I want to see. Don't just have mercy on me broadly, generally. Have mercy on my eyes. I want to see. I want to see. And he received it. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. Bartimaeus received exactly what he asked of Jesus. When Bartimaeus refused to listen to the crowd, refused to be detoured, refused to be discouraged, he continued to cry out in faith, yet again, son of David, he knew Jesus, he he knew and believed his word that he is the Messiah, he is the son of God. He went to Jesus, he asked specific, and he got exactly what he wanted. And then what was, how did Bartimaeus say thank you? Jesus says, you can go your way, But Bartimaeus follows Jesus. I love that. I actually didn't notice that. I've read this so many times, but until I was sitting down getting ready for this wake-up call, I've never noticed that part before. 
Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. Don't just receive one thing from God. Don't just receive uh, one blessing. Don't just receive mercy one time from God. Receive all that God has in store for you by following Him wholly. Hey, I'm thankful that you joined me this morning. I appreciate you uh, when you watch, when you listen. If you're listening on the podcast channel, make sure you're subscribed. Leave a five-star review. If you're watching Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, like it, comment it, comment. Let me know that you enjoyed it. And share this with a friend. Uh, send it via messenger, by text message. Send the link. Share the link. I would greatly appreciate it. And remember, we are the faithful. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you. And every Thursday, I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.